Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here, alright? Alright, um, we're back with this week's episode, 113? 113, mate. It is 113. Um, with Sydney-based comedian Daniel Muggleton, very funny guy, he lived in the UK for a couple of years. He's now back in Australia. I think he came back just before the old pandemic, mate. He picked his timing right, innit? The old plandemic. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what's the latest with that? Any other good conspiracies knocking around? I took some heat for getting a vaccine, but it's all right. Yeah. Did you feel, how did you feel after the second vaccine? Like shit. Really? <laughs> That's good. No, you've got to keep it honest, mate. Like, like shit in terms of how many days? Um, I had no energy for a while. I was also trying this other like diet. This meal plan thing, I just had no low, really low energy, um, very temperature for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the old AstraZeneca. I had a bad that's one. Banned <laughs> in every other country. It's <laughs> only available in an alleyway behind my doctor's. <laughs> They've got because no, that's what like down here in Australia, like because no one the vaccine rollout's been so slow because they don't really need it as much you know what i mean like no one's yeah. got there's, there's about three people with like even like have asymptomatic covid in the whole country like so they're just they're just not in any rush so that like i, I hear the odd thing about the vaccine but that astrazeneca one i heard yeah news thing about somebody died from a blood clot with it and everyone was like yeah. fuck man and they're like it's like it was one like one person out of like 10 million or something mad shit in it I mean, it's probably not good for you, but you know, fuck it. I'm not. I don't care that much. I'm it's all that right. Thing. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's that weird sort of people are like, what you not care about what you put in your body? It's like, well, if the last thirty nine years or anything to go by, I know, know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See some of the shit I've put in my body, mate, at like Glastonbury uh, at three a.m. I think exactly. I give a fuck about some doctor <laughs> giving me an injection, mate. Some pharmaceutical that's been tested. Yeah, yeah. But um, we'll see anyway if I grow a tail or something. I don't know. Another right. ear. <laughs> um, but anyway, there we go. Um, so anyway, this episode's fun. People can kick back, listen to it. If they want some extra content, they can go on Patreon and see our catch-ups, which is just the two of us. Try and do them. It's like once a week we do a little sort of secret episode where only Patreons can watch and And we're soon um, date to be announced doing a... Another patron get together. It's basically, yeah, which is like a little Zoom party. Not, yeah, you know, we just all have a chat. You know, it's really nice yeah. and friendly. Everyone just sits around, and has a cup of tea, have a like, you know, and so, you know, there's no pressure to chat. A lot of people just have their cameras off and just watch us. You know, a bunch of us. We take some questions and um, oh fuck, can we quickly actually do a question? We've got a question, right? Um, we should do address it. because I, I feel bad, man. We we had I had an email that I just missed a year ago. This is no joke, right? Let me see the date. It was crazy. I am, I am listening. Um, <laughs> um, the tw- this email came into us on the 29th of February, 2020. Uh, and I flagged it. And then I'd never actually checked um, what, like, you know, I basically, I never checked my flagged emails. I moved it out of my f- inbox. It's all my mistake and I'm sorry. But when we read it, are we going to see that actually it was quite rude uh, that we didn't reply? Um, I'm not... dead. What? Just pulled a dead leaf out of the plant. Oh, that's good. I'm fucking trying to tell you a story Sorry. about a listener who's in pain. And you're like, oh, this is what you're doing some gardening. 
Um, right, so this is what the guy said. I think it's a guy. Uh, there's no, I missed the, I'm not going to say the name because it's also the, the email address. But um, this was on the 29th of February 2020. And the reason I now know about it because I got a, an email saying I've been waiting for this reply. I think they're joking. Uh, but hello, guys. Uh, I thought I'd send a message to you. Uh, he says, absolutely hate my job and colleagues. Been there for three years and there's no progression. Find it hard to get an other other work as when I get home, I just want to do anything that isn't admin. Just taking a week off work to find another job. If I have no success, I may just hand my notice in and hope that having the free time to search for work may lead to something else. Any advice would be appreciated. He said, obviously, though, asking self-employed comedians may not be the best idea. He loves the I mean, show. If, if he's taken a, a week off work, this I mean, if that was over me... Over a year ago. So he took that week off and we now don't know what happened since. Well, uh, so like our, res- our bad, the fact that I moved that email out and forgot about it uh, means anything could have happened since. And there also has the been a The fact that he a, took a week a off work, I think, is a, is, a, is a good sign. It's a good vibe he was in. He's, he's, he's going to get it. You know, he's proactive, basically. Yeah, and I think he's. Um, and I think he's hope doing all right now. Given a year, then yeah, he, if he's if he was proactive, then he would have sorted something out in the last year. So basically, our advice would be: can you email in and tell us what's happened since, and then we'll actually address that. We'll sort it, mate. It's so hard we'll to say, it isn't it? It is. Anything could have happened since. But we do know he's still. He's not. He's not perished in the pandemic because he's he has emails. I wonder since. what he did in that week, though. I wonder if it was. I know. You know. Was it fruitful? What happened? Let us know. How many please. box sets did you get through? Anybody? <laughs> how many wanks a day? <laughs> um, but let us know, and then we will genuinely, uh, in real time, answer this time rather than wait. What was that? Fifteen months <laughs> to respond. <laughs> We don't really check that email often. They can DM either one yeah. of us. We won't say their name online. Yeah, um, and yes. don't worry about being embarrassing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I won't embarrass anyone. Well, you, oh, yeah, we'll try not to. Not that it has to be like a really embarrassing problem. Yeah, just get in touch. Anyone's got any problems, just get in touch, guys. We're nice. We're nice. That's guys. if they want it solved. Maybe they don't want it solved. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you just want to live with your problems until you die, fine. Don't get in touch. Uh, but <laughs> we're here to help if you need us. That's it, isn't it? Enjoy the podcast. Love you all. We love. We do. We literally love you. <laughs> Bye. Hey, hey, everyone! Welcome back to TVI. Hey. My name is Carl Donnelly. My name is Julian Dean. Hi. <laughs> You're listening to episode 113. I don't know why we're getting more and more official with that. I'm trying yeah. to make it sound like a real podcast where we talk about some shit. But we're not. It's not that. It's just us chatting to a guest each week. This week we're joined by comedian, fellow um, mustachioed man. Um, tracksuit wearer. Tracksuit wearer, <laughs> Daniel Muggleton. Um, welcome to the podcast, Daniel Muggleton. Thank you for talking about my appearance right off the bat. I think that's yeah. crucial. Uh, well, in I mean, an audio you form. have got a look, you know what I mean? I think it's, um, you, <laughs> you know, you sort of, it's, I think you're one of the few comedians who has a, that I can think of off the top of my head that has a genuine like, oh, he, that's, he's that guy. You know, he wears that on stage. Some people have a certain look, like you said, you know, 
yeah, I'm thinking of Australian comedians like David Quirk has a sort of look, but he doesn't have a specific like uniform almost. Whereas you have a yeah. you know you're a real you're a real Adidas tracksuit wearer. Yeah, even I've even narrowed it down to red. I yeah, used to yeah. cycle cycle through the colours, but in Melbourne I was wearing green and just everyone called me Luigi for like four straight hours <laughs> just walking down the street and I just couldn't have it. It's, I was like Yeah. There is um yeah. how long have you been wearing the red tracksuit? Um since uh maybe like after Edinburgh twenty eighteen I bought myself a little present in Liverpool. Right. I brought a red tracksuit, and because I used to, I used to wear it on the bus, because like I just catch mega buses all the time. When you were driving, you know, I was doing stuff in the UK, but not making <laughs> any money. That's comfy mega bus attire, isn't it? You wanted to look yeah. like the bus. Um, <laughs> I wanted to blend in and be comfortable. It was it, it suited both purposes. I've always um I like I love a I love an Adidas tracksuit, but I don't I've never thought of them as a comfort item. Do you know what I mean? Because they are. The material, I don't, it's not, you know, like they're not the softest tracksuit material, you know, the sort of that jersey type material. That they're would a bit be a, silky, aren't they? Like silky. Yeah, there's a bit of static nylon. to them. So they obviously they're more comfortable than jeans or a suit. But, you know, was, in terms yeah, of, I was like, on the scale of comfort, there is more comfortable clothing. I mean, you just, could get more comfortable, Daniel, is what we're saying. That, that, Pajamas, yeah, so I was man. freaking out yeah, early because it's just like I've, I've traded from denim to tracksuit, and if Carl yeah, yeah, finds yeah. denim more comfortable than polyester, then that's strange, man. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying I still think denim denim wouldn't be in the top three comfort clothings. Uh, <laughs> Denim's probably the most uncomfortable. I would say it? depending well, depending on the, yeah. the fit. If you get a, you know if you get a, I was a going thick denim back in the day. I was trying yeah. to show off that calf, you know, that well-defined yeah. calf. I still have no hair on certain parts of my calf, and I blame skinny jeans in my early 20s. Well, Some I, tight um, jeggings. I've got incredibly hairless ankles, which I blame. I from... noticed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone talks about, man. <laughs> um, but no, I blame it on my... I used to have quite a phobia of on being your bare. shaving regime. <laughs> <laughs> on the time, I blame I it got, on my bottle of Imac. I, I on blame the it on that laser side. session I got on my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was—I used to have a real phobia of being barefoot. I, I don't know—it just comes from childhood. I, I never ever was barefoot. Childhood, I hated it. Why, so I always in, indoors, even, even indoors, I'd always have a sock and a oh. shoe slash trainer. So my my ankles a sock. have always had a sock feet. on them until like I'd say into my early thirties. So I just I just don't think I ever allowed I hair to grow. Stank. Yeah, no, like I it didn't they... get the sun to nourish the hair seeds that live in the ankle. Yeah, and, and just then... never got any air. They literally were just. I mean, that caged. could affect hair growth. That probably is what it Definitely. is. Isn't it? That's why when they say if you wear a hat all the time, even indoors, it will cause more baldness, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll never, I'll never even trying a hat on again then. <laughs> <laughs> Not even coming <laughs> near. Because um, you've got a, you've got a good head of hair, Daniel. I will say, like we do. I will oh, say, before, oh, we hit, before we hit record, I was talking about how you know we look like we should be in a, I'd say, early two thousands indie band. The three of us, just three. <laughs> Two of us with moustaches, one with a beard. Or with... like when you go to an audition and everyone in the waiting room looks like, where they're looking for a certain look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, right, you'll just get a load of white guys with a bit of facial, funny facial hair, you know, and uh, and you'll see, you find yourself sitting in a waiting room with, like... I, I, ready I for remember, the porn scene. When I, have you, I once did an audition for EastEnders where I went into the waiting room and 
I basically sat in a waiting room and I, and I was the ugliest version of me. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, all the other rough. guys were like hot actors and they were ripped. And I was oh, like, I remember the funny seeing you one. there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you were cleaning out the call. bins. <laughs> I got a call back. <laughs> I was doing some temp work on the reception. <laughs> but um, yeah, have you ever I done mean, the we do like auditions. Because you look the same. Oh, sorry, what? I was going to say, have you ever but, done, because you, you're, as a comedian, I think sometimes as a comedian, you sometimes get asked, mm. I get, I've been asked to audition for things, even though I'm not an actor, and I'm just out of my depth, it's, and it's because, you you know, if you look a certain way and you're a comedian, sometimes you get asked to do things that are outside your your remit. Yeah. Have, you, have you done yeah, acting? Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible. I've, I've been, like, in the background of some sketches, but this one thing that I had to do was, uh, I was, I was a French exchange student called Pierre, on this I mean, I, very I weird bit of casting yeah. to be honest <laughs> it was like my friend's web series and she was like would you like to be in it and i'm like not really and she's like well we got this role of pierre the french exchange student and as an australian with no accent game at all i was like this is not gonna play well Bonjour. everyone else there actor me comedian barely comedian then basically just law student finished you know like that was the window of my life and it's horrible it's on youtube forever as well like you can't scrub shit from the internet at some point what's it called how do how do how do we find this Uh, the the audition is online the audition is no 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 i I was in it dude oh you got it that's that's good though isn't it Them, I've been I've... for an audition and they asked me to do an accent and I practiced, 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 got there. Mm. And it was so, I don't, uh, it was so bad. I find that that was, it's so embarrassing, man. I mean, they just, yeah, they're, they're auditions it, when you just. It was brutal. I left yeah. a different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just I had like a totally different vibe on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I went a bit intro, into myself. <laughs> it's like I've got so much respect for actors. You know when you see like these. Have you ever seen watch any footage of like famous like actors auditions for like like seminal roles they've got, and yeah, you watch I've them just fucking commit to this thing, and you're just like, shit, man, that is so different to my auditions where I walk in and I'm just like a, I just suddenly turn into All a little right. boy and I'm just scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't because like. With us, right, surely they're, like, trying to cast you as yourself, essentially. They're like, we just want you to play you on the thing. And it's amazing how I cannot, I cannot be me when requested to. Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. ability to do so. It's just like, <laughs> hey, Dan, be yourself. get someone like, else hey! in to play Everyone you even better than you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, yeah, it's a weird one. I just, I don't. Oh, yeah, I've never ever, I've never done an audition I enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? So I just think mm-hmm. they're not. You've got to have such actors. Just I think lose that self consciousness from doing act. If you do acting, yeah, you know, if you go to acting school, over three years you're gonna lose that because you've had to do all sorts of fucking mad, yeah, embarrassing crazy, shit. embarrassing. It's so good, like you shameful. know, you just lose that. Like yeah, my like Hannah, my wife, she's got so little sort of self-consciousness because she's done acting school and she's just like she just chats to anyone she's got so much confidence and i'm like i wish i did acting school instead of just being shit at school and then became a comedian and spent the first five years of being a comedian hardly talking to any other comedians so i didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> i was just like you know what i mean i was just like i realized that i am um, 
I've only in my thirties, I reckon, sort of start to come out of myself. But we didn't mm. learn. How long have you been doing comedy, Daniel Muggleson? I, I've been I've been going uh, eight years, I think, at this point, or maybe maybe over eight. I'm not sure. I, I think I started like the end of 2012. Because so, what was your? Because yeah, obviously we met in London when you were living in London. Correct. And so, how long yeah. had you been going when you moved to London? I, I must have been like six, five or six years. Okay. Like that. And so you were only in London for how long? Two years. The okay. the length of the length of visa that your government gives every Australian under the age of thirty one. Oh yeah. And then what happens after? Yeah, we just got to get to fuck. Or is there a way of getting the longer one? Oh, I could, I, I could have, you know, uh, told the government that I was a very important comedian and tried that way. But that would, that would probably come at the cost of me not really having realised how the UK tax system worked in the previous yes. two years. So they would have been yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Are you doing this properly? <laughs> There's no evidence that anyone's ever paid you for this." Profession. You're either lying and you're a tax <laughs> dodge, <laughs> or you're shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not getting paid. You're one. crunching these numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, but yeah. So I, yeah, I just I just came over because like with, with my partner, like we we both moved. We're like we want to do it, and I didn't expect to like the UK. Like I didn't expect to like the place. I thought no, I'd like the comedy. No, scene. no one expects but to like it. We don't. Don't worry. <laughs> this is this is. I'm the opposite now. I'm like I fucking love it. I'm a huge. I'm into it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I even like Birmingham, which you guys shit on. I enjoy that also. Like I've I had a good time. Defended Birmingham. To, I like. I, I've, I've I like the Birmingham I've, people, but the roads are fucking jarring. I mean, yeah. It's always. I'm not, I'm not an Uber driver, pavement. so I don't really give a shit about. But that, they've got honest. pavements that are blocked off. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. That weird like under thing. Yeah, you know, it's always. Weird... Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, always okay. you can't get. You've always got to walk three miles. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. Shazia Mirza used to have a good joke about that. I think she she's from that way. I think the joke was I'm from Birmingham, which would be lovely when it's finished like that, which is just, I think, a really funny line. But um, it's, yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it is one of them cities that is always, you can, you can, everywhere you go, there's a pneumatic drill just going in it. Like, there's always some yeah. shit going on, man. In a but I still club. like it. The people are cool. You know, it's got nice bits. You go out to the sort of, some of the hipster bits like Digbuff and all that and King's Heath. It's, yeah. like, it's a wicked city, man. It's like, it gets a lot of shit. I think because it used to just be crap, but no one, yeah, but it, it, everywhere used to be crap, innit? And gentrification has basically turned almost every shithole in most parts of, don't get me wrong, some parts have been left behind, but you know, you so, go to. people of, from London move there, do you think? You're welcome. <laughs> patronizing <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Introduced them to shoes. Just talk about to make coffee. Sandwiches. Um, it's just like that it used to like people looked bad like down on it because it used to be shit so it's like yeah people's opinion on it was accurate <laughs> correct it was 100% accurate it was spot on <laughs> and then they pulled so their socks studied, up you studied law Daniel did you before you did yeah. stand up yeah I did that in, in Australia yeah. In Australia, yes, Australian laws, which are not uh, too different to British laws, uh, so so my friends who've moved between countries would suggest. Um, yeah, there is a similarity. Did you are you qualified? Like, did you finish your qualification? I finished the degree, but there's like there's like a practical legal thing. I mean, I, I could have worked in like a law firm, I think, straight after. I never really looked into it. 
I know that's bizarre, but like I never, I never, never I was realizing like, absolutely not. And I just moved on with my life. Like I didn't even look into what I needed to do to do anything to do with law. Well, was the law degree our, um, very Judean, hard? Well, Judy and Nick is hard, basically, no. Judy and Dean is currently uh, signed up to do an entry level law qualification later this year that's a true story it's not that's not breaking it, news to our listeners is it i think we've mentioned no, it before that's a, it's actually a law degree oh you're doing the full degree yeah until you drop out two months in. until i drop out <laughs> they suggested an access course i suggested don't waste my time <laughs> suggested they shut their mouth <laughs> i suggested that i've watched ali mcbilbrough fucking file the docs <laughs> I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> and that, this shit works. That's how you fail on your first module, cool. the fact that you think as a legal person you can arrest someone. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's watched Law and Order and been like, yeah, so yeah. they're like, mind, yeah? Like, it's it's all, do I it's raid all... houses in the first week? Well, it's the that? crossover. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so how long is, how hard is a legal degree? Because we, we need to, I think we need to get Julian ready for this undertaking. I, I, I have full faith in Julian so far, not just because he looks indistinguishable from me down to the glasses. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I do. It's, it's really, this is going to sound weird, it's very easy. It's very difficult to fail this is like this is, this is everything julian wants to hear right now <laughs> i'm yeah. told um i'm very good at failing but i'm i'm told that you need a two, <laughs> you need a, a two one if anyone can do first. it that i know yeah <laughs> julian's that man <laughs> throw a down the gauntlet yeah. like that what yeah you, what is you a, need a what is a two one um that's uh a second like so his first is degrees the here yeah degrees are marked in you get a first class degree if you can i suddenly got really scared for a second i absolutely didn't know what i was talking about yeah it goes down <laughs> like you get i guess first, it's different second you can get a two one there's a two two okay. which is like just about you got all right you got away with uni after that you failed okay. essentially because you just call it a desmond a two two uh, which is a bit of fun. <laughs> but, um, it's fun. God, you guys have fucking nicknames for everything. It's very we impressive. Have, we do have nicknames for everything. But, um, like you've had the language for a very long time. You're like, we fucking, have. we can fill in some blanks here. Yeah. I don't think we've um, been the best guardians of it, to be honest. But, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's... Because uh, it's going to be like, what... Did you specialise in anything? Or was the legal degree like the one before you decide? Well, like, in, in the law, like, you don't... You don't necessarily specialize you just work in that field so you become like more experienced like it's right. not like a doctor where you have to gain all this extra yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yes so after a law degree you basically can go solicitor or barrister is that the same i mean you could do loads of other things with i've it, never but... understood what the difference between those two people are well a barrister uh, is the guy in the wigs and stuff that would be in the crown court <laughs> okay. that, that is the legal definition from foundations <laughs> of law correct Julian. the yeah. wigs and stuff uh, very well done. Wigs and stuff. Wigs and robes. And the in cloaks, yeah, yeah, and the Addressing robes. the judge. Right. Um, but a barrister, it's, yeah. Essentially, you've passed the bar to be a barrister. You're like a, you're like a silk. That's the next point. Right. But a solicitor yeah. is just anyone who's got their degree. Well, a silk is like above a, a silk is like a QC, isn't it? Um, I don't know. In Australia, we got rid of the QC. We now have the SC. Um, because that, that we used to be Queen's Council and now it's Senior uh, Council. Uh, um, because we're trying to distance ourselves from your country while retaining from, from old mates out of the country. Trying to distance yourself from those pedo <laughs> harboring criminals. I was waiting for this podcast to get political. Let's fucking go. Let's dive in. Mate, honestly, um, I can't believe they got away with that. When Prince Andrew, when we all found out he was a wrong one. 
I was like, every part of my childhood when I was a rabid Irish nationalist just came to the surface. And I was like, we're fucking finally going to get them, mate. I was hoping they'd be hanging off Tower Bridge. Ended up, they, just, they just got away with it because of coronavirus. <laughs> so I was livid. He was that, was like, that was just him, it. really, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're all pedos. I don't think the Queen's a pedo. Takes one to no one, I've always said. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, I don't think the Queen's a pedo. What a statement. I don't think, no, uh, I'm saying, you know, don't quote me on it. You never can say anything, really, in full, full knowledge, can you? But well, I'm eating a sweet, so it's unprofessional. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, they. Uh, I can't believe. It. I know he's the only one, but they have totally managed to, as a family and an institution, just ignore the fact that he is wanted for questioning by the FBI over sex with a minor. That is, you know, if it was any other institution, you know, mm. if if say a member of the front bench of the government was wanted for questioning for sex with a minor, do you not think that people would be asking the like prime minister why isn't he going for questioning? I mean, any other institution I think would be faced. So he's actually wanted by the yeah, FBI. The FBI have said yeah. they want to question him. He's not open. And what's happening? And when is the questioning then? Well, he's not. It's, it's, you've got. He's. You know, they can't. They're not going to fly a chopper into his palace and nick him at night, are they? So it's, it's voluntary for him to go to, for questioning. But and it's so far he has not volunteered. Huh? If he lands in the US, is he allowed to like not go for questioning? I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't reckon he's going to be going there anytime soon, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's off his holiday list. Yeah. Reasonable. That, that's what it costs you, you know? Just don't get to go to America anymore. Like a minor drug charge for anyone yeah. else. He's one of the questioning. It's a minor, oh, yeah, man. small price to pay for getting away with being a pedo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Ying and Yang, mate. Allegedly, it's chucking allegedly Julian. in for legal reasons. <laughs> of course, you have very strict defamation laws in the UK. I would be careful. Do we but really? Like, uh, I think I'm pretty sure Australia's are I incredibly mean, strict. We don't know that up. he was a pedo, do we? I suppose. No, again, you have to you, you have to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he no. hasn't had sex. He hasn't had sex with any of us while we were minors. Otherwise, it's considered hearsay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a legal a legal consultant. Um, yes. What, so Australia's defamation laws are worse. They're better. Australia's defamation laws are some of the strictest in the world. I don't even know why I've retained that, but that is a real thing. Like it's so very when you hard say stricter, to get it. That means yeah. it's harder to sue for defamation, or it's easier to be guilty. Easier to sue. Easier to be sued for defamation. Oh, like right, you okay. are more likely to be the found liable. stricter on what you can say or the the, the slander. Yes, you're not allowed the, to the do. threshold is quite low or quite high, depending on like, you know, which way you're looking at it from. But yeah, we've had like quite a few cases. Like I remember, yeah, Rebel Wilson won one just for like some paper published her age. Right. Like, which is her real age, but like it, the publishing of it led to her getting less opportunities in the US where she was lying about her age. Uh, and uh, she won. I was shocked. I was like, well. What, um, she got some that. compensation for that? Yeah, 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 like millions of dollars. Fuck yeah, now. Because I don't know if you um, saw it last night, um, but here in, this was an Australian thing, Julian, but do you remember the actor Craig McLaughlin? Yeah, uh, Mike Out of Neighbours. Mike Out of Neighbours sung Hey Mona. You know that, and I don't. Like, you're like, (laughs) Craig McLaughlin, I'm like, I'm not sure who that is, sounds Irish. He was Memento, Memento, wasn't he? That was... He, he was, was in Memento? No, that's Guy Pearce. 
That's Guy Pierce. Craig yeah, McLaughlin. Sorry, okay. yeah, Guy Pierce was Mike in Neighbours, but Craig McLaughlin. I've forgotten his name. Was like, was it Scott? No, that was Shane or someone. Shane, I think. Yeah. So he basically like curly hair. He got um, accused of like multiple counts of sexual misdemeanors. Uh, Man down. He was a. <laughs> <laughs> he's another fallen soldier but no he um genuinely like, he got he so his career was in tatters naturally because like i'm talking like every job he did in the last decade whatever there was just like loads of women came out and were like he literally was like diddling us against our will on on stage and stuff he um he got oh, accused of these things mm. it went to court he didn't actually get technically charged with anything, and the in the like the judge in the sort of passing saying, look, he got cleared of the charges, but said it's mostly to do with like consent laws at the time of uh, the act, and like basically said that these you know there was the the judge like sort of even said there was definitely a case what these women said happened, but le- legally they couldn't say it. But he did a in a, a tell all interview on telly last night. And we watched it just out of morbid curiosity. It was one of the strangest bits of television I've ever seen. Like, I think, you know, the idea was he was going to repair his, you know, reputation and tell his side of the story. But it was all so weirdly filmed. Like, it was filmed like it was a like sort of a Ricky Gervais documentary. Well, like, he kept, <laughs> kept cutting to him, like, sitting at his piano, singing a sad song. And I was like, what is, I don't know, who's directed, whoever directed it has absolutely massacred it. Like... Just if you want to, if you like, if he wants us to tell his side of the story and try and get people to believe him, just tell your story, mate. Sit in front of a camera and see if you can convince. Don't people. break out in song. Don't have a video mm. of yeah of you and you and your wife practicing piano. And it's like it was just it was so badly and ham fistedly done. And it's also, it's naturally today being ripped to shreds. It's like why is he getting to do an hour thing where you know he's it's you know, there's no interviews like like that with all the people that. I'm definitely going to watch he's accused, that. You know, he's accused of um, yeah. fiddling with, but it's a, it was fascinating. It's a fascinating bit of telly because it is one of the worst choices I've ever seen anyone make. After you know, when people get caught doing shit and they've got to do the sort of crying on telly thing. It's like Normal. the Prince Andrew interview, though. That was yeah. I was going to say it's linking back perfectly. Yeah, this episode similar. Yeah, and it was a really. You could tell in his head he thought this would be a good idea. And then you're watching mm. it like, mate, you've had an absolute mare here. You know what I mean? It's like one thing that everyone forgets. What about that Kevin Spacey thing that he released in oh, character? That was the best. As the guy from House of Cards, <laughs> just talking about like his cancel. It was the in who filmed it for him. Yeah, who I mean, was it, like I think Kevin. it was him. I, I think he had, I think that is like he literally had a ten quid Amazon tripod on his <laughs> breakfast bar. <laughs> Have you seen that, Julian? Yeah. I've not. Oh fuck, man! He released oh, it. Was God. it? It wasn't this Christmas just gone. It was last Christmas, wasn't it? Christmas twenty nineteen, and so yeah, it'd been it like a be year since. Well, he got he got accused of a, like quite a few Me Too things, didn't he? Yeah, with, loads. Like, with young. like young guys. Yes. Yeah. And then he, he came out guys. against that by saying, "Like I didn't I'm rape gay. anyone." I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, everyone was yeah, like, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Everyone's like, oh, fucking leave it. <laughs> no, but it was the only time over to the weather. he didn't even get a single bit of sympathy. Like, it was so like he'd kept that gay card back in his wallet until he got accused. And he was like, oh, I'll get some sympathy with this. Oh, but I'm gay, guys. It's like, yeah, but gay, gay men don't just go around fucking trying to sexually assault cast members in every production. And then he, and then he did a kind of tell-all video, but no, in character. No, no, no. It wasn't a tell-all. It was just the weird 
weirdest no, thing. It was like it was like a one minute video, like where yeah. sort of it was like like a teaser. It, it was, was like a, a teaser. teaser trailer for something else. So it comeback. came on here, and it was him in character as Frank. What was I can't remember the name of his character in House of Cards. Frank Underwood. Underwood. Yeah. And he's like, things are going to come out soon that are going to change everything. And he just went, like, he's in character looking at the thing, clearly talking about his own Me Too yeah. accusations. Like, it's talking fucked. about his actions as Kevin Spacey, but playing Frank Underwood. So he like, thinks that people like that character. I mean, he's fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, thinks man. people like that character so much. Yeah. Yeah. He's just insulting people's intelligence. Like he's going to come back as the character and not the rapist. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and the yeah. character was also a rapist. Like, you know, it was kind of very strange. <laughs> if you followed House was of Cards. Was the actual character a, a rapist as well? Well, a murderer definitely. I forget if there I was can't like remember. any I didn't get that far in it. I only ever did season one. And I don't remember him mm. doing anything untoward other than, you know, political shenanigans. What about the murder of the the lady? I thought it was like season one. I thought it was very early on. Like he like leaks the things and there's a murder. Oh, don't think that's that bad. I don't know what we're discussing the comments of House of Cards. I blame myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I need to go back and, you know, refresh my memory. What's the rules when I'm going back (laughs) and watching something after you know that the main guys are wrong? uh, I still don't know what the rules are on that. You can't really enjoy it as much, can you? Well, also, or I think you can maybe. watch it, though, can't you? Because like, there's that argument, like, you couldn't listen to any music from bef- ever, really. You know, all the old musicians, Jerry Lee Lewis and all that, were absolute filth bags. You know, it's like mm. you couldn't listen to any rock and roll or any, you know, you know, there's horrible stories about loads I don't want to, thankfully. <laughs> well, yeah, Please. <laughs> Rock <laughs> around the clock tonight, get you glamour. <laughs> I mean, if we're sticking with the lens of like amazing choices that somebody should have shut down early on, David Guetta standing with BLM. Have you seen that? I've, I have. That yeah, was... I remember, I remember, I think I cringed so much I turned it off. Like I, it was doing the rounds when it was all going on and I yeah. saw, everyone was going, this is unbelievable. And I clicked Who's on it. Who's David like, Guetta? The superstar DJ. DJ or French? Yeah, he's uh, one of these. He's, he's a European, but he's a super DJ. Like, like when I say super DJ, I mean like he had a period where he was like yeah. the biggest DJ in the world. You're describing him as super. Like <laughs> yeah, like imagine a if a beta just a super guy. Form. That's like David Guetta. Like, yeah. So what? What he was uh, pictured standing with BLM. What? What's the controversy with that? Well, no, he he was he was DJing was atop the Empire State yes. Building. It was oh, atop the that, Empire that, State oh. Building, and he was yeah. like, "This is all to all the," and he got yeah. rinsed online. I saw <laughs> like, that. Rest yeah. in power, George Floyd. Then dropped the beat, and it was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, is yeah, that was so oh, funny. There's gonna be. Rinsed. There's definitely. We're we're, you know, not making light of the situation. We're a few days into the current flare up in. Israel slash Palestine, you know, mm. in the Gaza Strip. And it basically, I think we are m- hours away from a, a celebrity dropping an absolute clangor. Do you know what I mean? It's not, we've not had one yet. You know, we've had all the hot takes. We've had all the political sort of big guns coming in. We've had the sort of the bad uh, response. You know, you've got some fucking gross sort of anti-Semitics mm. driving around London. Like every, it, it, we're, we're seeing the normal stuff that happens when something like this happens. But what we haven't seen yet, is the the bad celebrity take the sort in their of, little yeah. bubble ready to yeah, save the world? It was like the sort like, of uh, the imagine was my favourite moment of the whole oh. coronavirus pandemic. That was so misplaced. 
I forget who told me this. That was like six days in. Oh, yeah. It was so soon. It was so insanely early. Oh, like it made me hate some of those actors right who I liked before, like the young guy in Breaking Bad. He was a part of it, wasn't he? Uh, I can't oh, I don't, do you know what? Yeah. Because I, I initially only saw the short version. It, it, it wasn't until probably near Christmas I saw the full version. And I was really surprised long, of just how many. There's a long bit. Like there was a, I think there was like a minute version that went around on Twitter and that whatever Instagram yeah. where like you know you can only watch something that's that long. And uh, yeah, there was a longer version. The best though, was, and the, I, when I best, and this again, I, I think she's an amazing comedian. And I'm not having a go, but in terms of the most embarrassing one was Sarah Silverman's because she really committed to it. She went for the and you're like oh, no no no. Come on, man. No, no, stop that. Stop that now. And the worst singer of all of them was Mark Ruffalo, isn't it? He just cannot sing a fucking note. He's probably, you know, so well trained in theatre and everything. It gets to him and he goes, It's easy if you try. It's fucking rough. Oh, man. I, love I remember that there was um, a cut of that. I fucking had no idea there was a long version that just contained other people who didn't make the original. You know, being yeah, they like, just I'm got so cut out. Wasn't there a yeah. um, a comedian's one went round that was sort of a version? It was made, it was slightly funny. Oh, they were version. taking the piss out of that. I think they were sort of taking they? the piss out of it, but it was still embarrassing. I think I, know, I mean because I remember getting a message about doing it, and I missed the message. Like it was like on Instagram DM, and I just don't I check them about once every month. And like, so I just hadn't replied and it just happened. And then like, I was, I was, I was like, I mean, I wouldn't have done it anyway, but it was, it's that thing. It was still embarrassing, even though it was meant to be a bit of a piss take. Yeah. You know I mean? It's hard to get through that. Yeah. Sometimes a pastiche is still shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I love that like Australian TV, like unintentionally did a pastiche of like the guilty guilty man clears name with interview like it's just because oh. we're so junk at producing anything it's like this is actually a very funny version of that but yeah. they would have meant it so sincerely you know it's, it's so genuine like every moment every choice every bit of music every bit of editing you're like it's all so considered and trying to be like this is a man's life we've ruined and it's I, I kept what, me and the my guy wife, out of neighbors you yeah, talking about me and my wife kept <laughs> yeah. looking at me looking at each other just open mouth like and like there was times we were laughing not at what was being talked about but laughing at how mental the producers are to have made that show and think it was not going they to might only not backfire. have give a shit he probably had a lot of power over it he oh put yeah it there could be stuff. that that they've gone literally let's give him enough rope to hang himself and they've yeah like what do they care exactly let him do what he wants play piano yeah you're great man that are really warm (laughs) people to you man break out in song just after you defended there was a bit when he was punching a punching bag and it was like i'm ready to fight back and you're like oh no come on almost david brent shit man. take a sabbatical (laughs) but um yeah it was it was rough going but um to watch it yeah but i do think i think i reckon we're going to have a a really eggy celebrity vid soon from somebody about Palestine. Yeah. 
I'm thinking Chris Evans as like Captain Palestine, you know, like he's got the Palestinian flag on the shield. Kim Kardashian, like kind of butt shot with the Palestinian flag over the butt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's just like free Palestine on either cheek written or something. <laughs> like, you know, got so many options here. Just they open. <laughs> um. oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't, it's one of the, I always find, and this isn't me trying to like divert away from the topic, but it's one of them, I genuinely know so little about that, by, and almost Same by here, choice, actually. it's one of them things where it's such a hot potato, which is an understatement, I think, <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is... Um, <laughs> CNN. So the hot potato in Israel and Palestine is off again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we asked Carl Donnelly for his comments. He said, well, to be honest, it's a bit too much of a hot potato for my liking. <laughs> but it's, so what I mean is it's such a messy, like, you know, it's, I, I would say from the little I do know, it's one of the few global events, conflicts that is unfixable. It's not going to, it's not, it's unfixable in our lifetimes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, ne- like neither side are ever going to just go, all right, cool, let's just um, sort this out, you know, uh, casually. Is that because not one side would, like, concede, would they? It's like really no, they can't concede. And it's their, differences. Uh, again, this is like... Uh, about a holy land. Yeah, because they both have their belief that they are totally... Why don't we just take right it to off be them? There. <laughs> I mean, that's well, what I mean, sort of started the as, whole affair, mate. Yeah, as, as an Australian, you guys have tried that. Uh, as yeah, a method, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what if we just came and everyone spoke English? Wouldn't I that mean, be sick? I would it's like, like to well, just open again, up a distance Costa. myself from that as somebody whose entire family history is from Ireland. I'm the first one born in England. If anything, <laughs> I've, I'm, I've, I came to it, my, I was born in England to take something back. <laughs> so for the Irish, <laughs> I'm much more of a freedom fighter. Um, but yeah, I sort of, it's weird. I said one, I mean, I've got no massive care about being second generation irish but i will say it's the, the it's the get out of jail free card of, of almost all white guilt do you know what i mean like the irish didn't take part in shit mate the scots they were part of the slave trade irish people weren't they were nowhere near it they weren't even allowed to build the ships mate <laughs> you know what i mean it was <laughs> we were too busy getting fucked by the english so like it is genuinely the irish are one of the few like sort of european nations who have a pretty clean record when it comes to history you know in a negative effect on the rest of the world because we were too what about us. was australia well, australia wasn't around was it no it was there was still uh, i mean it was but it was it just were. owned by australians at the time oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was ones. around that's the most <laughs> racist <laughs> thing i've ever said <laughs> no but i mean in terms of modern I'm part australia, of the solution it wasn't really no, yeah. Australia. australia yes it i'm was, just trying it, to get it, in that i was born in melbourne but um yeah Really? Yeah. Wow, there's a whole bloody connection here. This is good stuff. Yeah. Carl, Carl's in Melbourne. You're from Melbourne. I resent Melbourne. Like, you know, it's good. All, where where did you grow up, Daniel? Uh, in, in Sydney. I'm, I'm, a, oh. I'm a Sydney person through and through. Uh, which, But the, all Australian cities have no real distinguishing identity. So that doesn't really mean much. Do you, you know? Like you guys, I think, I don't, I mean, not, I would say you can feel the difference though. Melbourne is very different to Sydney. They're both very different mm. to you know, Adelaide and Brisbane and all the major cities in Australia, I think when you're there, you know you're, you know where you are. You know, mm. I don't know if it's well, I mean, atmosphere Sydney, or people or what, but... Melbourne and Sydney just size-wise, like we're just so much bigger 
than every other city you know it's like melbourne and sydney like five million each the next highest is like just under two million i think yeah for Brisbane. yeah, yeah. Then Where Sydney, about Sydney, Sydney is did you fucking big live? as well, man. Sydney, and as is Melbourne, actually. They're both big, sprawling cities. Yeah, we've got the space, man. I don't know if you heard. We're fucking massive. <laughs> you are uh, With a population of 20 million. No need to build up, baby. Just head west. You'll find I land. Um, it's, um, but yeah, I, in Sydney, I grew up in Concord, Julian, to answer your question. Oh, Near where they held the bloody Sydney 2000 Olympics. I was in the opening ceremony. Oh, baby, we did it all. We had a good time. Right. Did oh, you go and watch it? Yeah. I was in Mackay a few weeks back doing a show, and it's where yes. Kathy Freeman's from. Hey, 2000. Oh, wow. Who's Kathy Freeman? I remember. Hey, you go. Say Who's Kathy Freeman? She's a woman who a... won the 2000 Olympics, Sydney Olympics uh, 400 meter. Was it 400 meter hurdles or was it the, the flat? No, just straight up. On straight the flats, up. 400 meters. The and 400 she had that meter sort walk. of that hooded like one piece suit on it's a real iconic image her winning that and going over the finishing line and she had the australian flag and the aboriginal flag and she also lit the like torch at the stadium that that was as well so there's a a lot of pressure on her to win that fucking race you know like i feel sorry for her in that sense it's like you're lighting the fucking cauldron and then you got a race like a week later it's like you better nail it kathy wasn't like that was michael johnson that was sort of michael johnson's last big olympics as well i believe wasn't it he was the guy that ran like with a straight yeah sort of did the yeah yeah. and he laughs like eddie murphy Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he uh one of the all-time great um sort of sprint you know 200 400 meter runners that was the that was a golden age of athletics, in my opinion, in terms of all. Because he raced the um, hundred meter sprinter, didn't he? They did they did it like in the middle. I can't remember. And they both had a race. Who did it? Who was? Remember it? that, remember. Michael Johnson. Yeah, but who I don't know if it was Limford. I don't know. It wasn't Limford Christie. That was before. That wasn't it? Similar. I mean, they probably. I reckon there would have been a period just when Limford was phasing out that Michael Johnson was. But I think into the, the sprinter won. I think they might have done it one hundred and fifty meters or oh, something. Right, and I think yeah, the sprinter yeah. just won. Wow. Interesting, but they they made that period like you had like I st- I remember from that era, Ben Johnson javelin throwers like it was like there was every event had a superstar. Whereas in the last sort of ten fifteen years, apart from Usain Bolt, you know, mm. does anyone well, here, can anyone here name the uh, sort of the the the, the men's four hundred meter relay team? <laughs> you know, you can't really, <laughs> can you? But yeah, there's an there's an American guy like Gatlin. I think Warren that Gatlin. Isn't it? Uh, not Gatlin? Warren. I think it's Warren. I don't know. Oh, Jason, is it Jason Gatlin? Hang on. Maybe. I know who you're talking that sounds about. better. You're doing Warren, a proper Google. Warren, I think I'm thinking of Warren Gatland, but um, it's. Well, I just remember with 2000, there was Marion Jones who won everything in like Justin terms of the Gatlin. Because Justin Gatlin also, Justin. he was. Uh, he got a, was he failed a drug test and he was out for a bit and then when he came back he was he was a pariah on the on the international Whoa. scene. See, in Australia, we, we care more about the swimming because we generally have a better go at it, you know? That's yeah, when yeah, we're yeah. wearing Love a bit of that swimming. And I remember there's like a Chinese guy who like all our swimmers are really against because yeah. he's been done for doping a few times. What's well, that weird? Um, he, I often hear swimming, some swimmers brought up in the argument about, you know, and again, this, this is another hot potato, but um, when they talk about <laughs> trans uh, people in sport, some people talk mm. about when they say like oh it's an unfair advantage you know and some people talk about well unfair advantages is what makes sort of most of the greats in sport be 
were great. Do you mm. know what I mean? You talk about Michael Phelps, the swimmer. He's he was yeah. he's basically a freak of nature, isn't he? He was born with a, like a wingspan. You know, most people's Giant arms. Feet. Well, most people's arms when they hold them out are the same height as their body. He's got this weird yeah. thing where but it's like that, a foot but, longer, and he's the only swimmer that, who's got it. By that logic. And just as devil's advocate, yeah, should we just have men and women racing each other then? Well, I mean, what I'm saying, I, I mean, what do you mean? Just have no categories? Yeah. But I mean, what about like weight categories? Well, I was going to say you could do, weight. but you, what, there's, not, there's, there's only weight in fighting, again, isn't there? I'm not, you know, let's not. But do be stereotypical. I think we know who's going to win certain spots. You know what I mean. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But yeah, that's Why what I mean. You, what I mean is, uh, it throws a, a spanner in the works when you talk when they when that argument where it is all about just saying it's it's an unfair advantage. Actually, there are examples where an individual has an unfair advantage that's never been addressed. So the moment you throw that argument in, it opens up a whole new kettle of arguments. <laughs> that old phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but in you know terms I mean? of when when you're when you're boxing though. Like not necessarily the biggest guy wins or the biggest reach wins. I mean, no, look no. at Tyson; he was small. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at me; I'm a fucking animal. Not really, <laughs> but like, but there you know. Like, but um, so it, it is a difficult one. I don't. Right, know. It's, again, this is almost like you know, back to the old <laughs> Israel Palestine. It's hard to solve, isn't it, guys? Um, I mean, um, I love that we've actually fallen into the trap of just like three white dudes with facial hair being like, I reckon in this hour podcast, we could solve most of the big problems in the world. You know what I mean? I think what Israel we proved is we are well, let's do it, baby. absolutely the last people that could solve it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're quite open about that. Um, yeah, we're just... Looking forward to a potato. That's what we're looking forward to. You know what I mean? Maybe we should start a new thing. Every week on the podcast, we we discuss one hot potato. That we know (laughs) nothing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bowl, like properly just roll into a, into just spitball ideas about something that is absolutely, you know, (laughs) experts can't solve. And we're just like, wow, we'll just, we'll just chat it through. How hard can it be? And within about 10 seconds, you're like, I'm fucking don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is the one thing. You take this out of like a podcast and into a pub. I'm telling you stuff about Israel, Palestine. I've got some opinions. I've oh, got mate, a beer. Not if, to fact check you got this. some solutions. Mate, if I had five beers. Simple solution. I've been kicked up like I've been kicked out of pubs from for arguing. Me and my mates used to get into proper heated arguments about stuff. And we'd just be pissed up and shouting about some political thing that none of us knew anything about. Like getting removed, <laughs> getting removed from a pub because you're shouting about fucking, you know, the conservative <laughs> party. And it's like, that is, it's all behind me though. I'm now too much of a hippie to really, to, to fully invest any amount of emotion into anything about, you know, politics or current affairs. I feel like I've sort of had this almost split where I'm like, I, 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 can, I can engage in a conversation about it, but secretly I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. Honestly, I don't, I can't care. It's almost like that Patrice O'Neill bit. Have you ever seen the book where he talks about how when you see something on the news, like a tsunami and everyone's all devastated and you're like, I just can't care. <laughs> it's, it's too far away. So. Yeah, not, my, my feet are dry. I can't, yeah. I can't bother. I'm watching it trying to care. Yeah, you want to. I want to care, but part of me is just like I ain't there. So like, it's because in a way you 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 know you got a coping mechanism in your brain. You can't 
care too much. No. What are you going to do? Because yeah. if you really, really care about children dying, you'd just be you'd crying and do all day, something. wouldn't you? And also you'd yeah. be out doing something. Like you'd be it's volunteering. It would be too overwhelming. I suppose you that's the argument. Watch, that's you have to just what... put Pornhub on. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be what would be... Ultimately, do you know that phrase that sort of fucking wankers throw around quite a lot, which is virtue signalling? Yeah, Ultimately, yeah. that's sort of what it is, isn't it? Virtue signalling is when you sort of go on about something that you care about all day, but never actually do anything about it. Do you know it's I mean? really all about you. Yeah, because you're like, just... That's, that's virtue You're saying, I care it? about it, without actually physically going out yeah. and doing something. Yeah, if you care about Like that Imagine video. The, they don't yeah. give a shit. No, you know what I mean? They're all in their mansions. Fucking they stuff. care about themselves. Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. is, yeah. isn't it? Whereas actually, yeah. you know, if somebody's out doing stuff... I care about me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't care about me as much as I do. And it's annoying. Yeah. But that's it. I think, yeah. you know, that's what I find... I, oh, yeah, I feel like if there's something I really care about, I'll do something about it. But on the whole, I just like, ugh, I'm just going to just disengage. Yeah. A, a girl I used to date stayed home for an entire weekend after the budget came out, like the federal budget in Australia, because she was so upset with the allocation of state funds. Oh, my God. And I was like, we need to see significantly different people. Yeah. (laughs) You dumped her. Why did it directly directly affect her? No. Just she was just like, this is a poor, like, you know, this needs to be distributed differently in order to help different groups. And I'm like, it's a fucking federal budget, brother. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's not yeah. even a hot potato. Yeah. It is a cold it is a, potato. A, it's literally a raw potato. They do it every year. Like, it's yeah. going to change next year. It's going to change the year <laughs> after. Like, mate, a weekend, a full weekend, you know? Yeah. Like it was raining or something. In Australia, we don't go out if it rains. Obviously, you just ride it off till it's sunny again. Yeah. But like chaos. I, I couldn't get over that. She like was like bedridden. And I'm it, like, this it's is crazy. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, and, you know, and I get it, But I, yeah, it is just a real, it makes you worry about like, how would they react to real life stress? Like, you know what I mean? Someone dying. <laughs> being in a sort of, imagine being in a, 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 an atrocity with that person. <laughs> you're in like, you know, really know in an emergency yeah. situation yeah, yeah yeah they're crying over a fucking budget i'm just yeah you just got but like, often it, it could have been i mean i don't know her i'm not talking about her particularly but like it could <laughs> be that, about her specifically yeah yeah no, what's fine. her name not really but, um, <laughs> she, you know they they probably have got some underlying stuff they're not dealing with and they're putting it onto that do you think possibly yeah Dude, I don't, this is the thing, like, I don't know. She started working for like an NGO that was like critical of the government in What's Australia. What's her Facebook so people can go to it and judge for themselves? <laughs> um, it was just cheer up. Like after every budget for the rest of her life, she gets all your listeners commenting cheer up on the photo. My um, cheer up, love might never happen, mate. <laughs> Turn that smile upside down, love. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, look, I don't know. Like, I don't think any of it affected her. Like, I just, I don't, I still, this was like almost a decade ago and I can't process the emotions necessary to personally feel a federal budget. Yeah. Like. It's that funny thing that I've, I've had, I've lost family members and friends, like good friends have died. And it's not like, you And know, you haven't give a shit. Do you I know haven't given one shit. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've been sad, but I've still managed to maintain my, you know, I've not had to, I've, I've just gone, I'll just get on with life 
and I'll let that mm. gr- grieving feeling. And if you're going to grieve, the, you go through it, and then you it's going to be out, there anyway, regardless of what you do. Sitting in your fucking yeah. bedroom ain't going to make it go away quicker. It's just going to let you just dwell on it. So I'm a big fan of lock it down and just like have a meltdown in ten go years clubbing. time. Clubbing. <laughs> I'm, what, a, I'm a fan of saying? lock it down and then shoot yourself in a in a shed in 25 years because <laughs> <laughs> you have a process. Cry with a barrel of a gun in your mouth. Really <laughs> <laughs> leading into this in whole the Irish thing, dude. I think that's yeah, the Irish approach, as totally. my mum's not. Gallagher would suggest. Yeah, yeah. Fucking pop it, feel it, never, and die. Everything, act like everything's fine. <laughs> now and again, just take drive. It to the, take just... those feelings to the grave. <laughs> yeah. As they're cremating you, the feelings just popping like fireworks. <laughs> like popcorn. <laughs> like crackers on a bonfire. <laughs> and then, uh, it goes up into the clouds and then it rains down and it's like yeah, that's yeah. an Irish person's feelings. There you go. The there you go. Yeah. Hot there rain. Acid rain just burning everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh. you know, there is something I mean, I'm joking obviously, but I do think there is a middle ground in that sense of, you know, when people talk about, you know, there's a there's a the modern thing of like it's okay to not be okay. And it's like, no one said it ain't, but it's also okay. Yeah, yeah. Who said it ain't? But it's also okay, if you're not feeling okay, to just get on with it. Shut and the not fuck fucking up. wank on about it 100% of your time. Like, there's a middle ground. You still have, I think you'd be better served sometimes getting on with your life and, you know, being a bit kinder to yourself and all that. But just that dwelling, no, I am I'm so sad. You're just going to make it worse. I say that as somebody mm-hmm. who's been through periods like that. You know, I think it is... You know, it's a it's a balancing act. I think you go too far either way, you're fucked. You sort of, you know, there's a there's a happy medium. Yin and yang, isn't it? That happy medium in my head is fighting back tears. I think because yeah. that means you still feel, yeah. but you they can come out and it'd in be the... unsafe to sob. You know, yeah. just fucking. You accepted the they're there. Ground. They're there, but they're not fucking coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good come one. Come out, my dick. <laughs> the mental health podcast with daniel muggleson fucking fight him back you yeah, dog come on in public <laughs> julian just and get involved in your drama you. shut up <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway i've just seen the time we've been talking for ages um we were gonna what were we gonna talk about we was gonna i was actually gonna start the podcast by saying what was your um uber rating because last time i saw you i was the last person in your <laughs> uber on a on your account yeah it, it hasn't gone down i did actually check it a week later out of concern for yeah. what you might have said to that driver who insisted that he couldn't of me be. genuinely had such a little thought that it would be well funny to do something horrendous in this taxi and just see what, <laughs> a big what it poo does. on the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see if I could get you banned from it. Just Uber. lean in for a kiss when he pulls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, man. I thought I totally just giving off that vibe. <laughs> yeah. um, Everyone else left. You stayed. I thought maybe. Yeah, I just, uh, thought, you, know, I just yeah. thought you were giving off them sort of that sort of sense that, you know, that's what you wanted. But um, yeah. it was. I do like. Do you inhabit a taxi differently to an Uber? Because like in a taxi, I am more aware that I can be rude to the driver. I know that sounds weird, 
But well, I'm like, if anyone yeah. screws up, I'm like, he's trying his best with a tax. If he fucks up, I'm like, mate, come on. Like, we all know it's left. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. If, yeah, I mean, also, you, yeah, you're aware Uber drivers aren't getting paid as much. Work conditions are worse. Like, there's loads of reasons that I'm so forgiving of an Uber driver. You know what I mean? They can just, I've, I've had Uber drivers. I, I once had an Uber from Heathrow Airport where it was the guy's first ever time at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> Like, he should have jumped in and said, Melbourne, please. <laughs> but like, he, I mean, he's, he, could hardly, he couldn't speak English well at all. Like, he just, I think that like, was one of his first ever Uber trips, and it was from the fucking airport. And he, he tried, it took He just him, got off the plane himself. Mate, <laughs> he just nicked a car. Picked up a rental car. He was in the passenger seat, weirdly. <laughs> Loads of suitcases. <laughs> Better drop his family off first in Hounslow. But um, it was basically uh, he just didn't know how to navigate the airport. Like he he missed a turn in to pick me up about four times off the roundabout. I was I was watching him just drive around Heathrow, and then he picked me up, and he was like, "I'm so sorry." He said, "I'm not going. I don't know what the accent was. I'm not even going to venture into it." But he was, like, "I'm so sorry. It's my first Irish. time uh, at Heathrow Airport." And I was like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's fine, man. And then just, I had to basically navigate him out of Heathrow. Typical English, in it? Oh, no, it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's only a couple of hours. <laughs> what was I going to do for that three hours in the rain anyway? It's fine. I like the rain and lightning. <laughs> no, but it's that thing of, because he was an, he's an My mum can man. wait. He was driving me back from Heathrow Airport for about £35. You know what I mean? That is, if I got a black cab, it'd be 80 quid. And I'd have to listen to a fat racist. So <laughs> it's worth the eighty quid then, not really. It's um, I, I, that's call the it time. a one. I said that the, last, the last time I spoke to a black cab driver, I'm not having a go at them. They do it. They do a job. They're a, they're a real point of London's you know history and uh, tourism. But you know they're now they're for tourists. That's the truth about black cabs. You know what I mean? No Londoner who lives in London and gets taxis is getting a black It's like getting a rickshaw around, isn't it? Yeah, so expensive. (laughs) And last time I had a conversation with one was at Heathrow Airport. It was about two years ago. And I came out and I just thought, you know what? I might get a black cab. Do you know what I mean? I was sort of like, you know, I had all my bags. I thought it would just be nice and easy going rather than wait on fucking level two of a car park for my Uber driver. I went up to the guy (laughs) and I said, how much to Harlesden, mate? And he went, oh, I don't know, mate. I was like... I mean, you got to have some idea. I said, it's what? It's half an hour from here. It's like, you know, you're a you're black the cab driver. driver. Yeah, mate. You, you must have done that route before. If anyone here should know it, yeah, should you literally you. did the knowledge for five years on a fucking moped or something. You must know. <laughs> and then I went, look, you know, it's what? It's 30 minutes from here, you know, just into West, West London. I went, how much? He went, he goes, all right, if I'm honest, it's not going to be any less than 80 quid, probably be about 100 quid. And I was like, 100? I mean, are you fucking out of your mind, mate? 100 pounds <laughs> to drive me fucking 12 miles or something, 15 miles. And he was like, yeah, it's a, it's a long distance. Like, it ain't a long distance. I was like, if you're charging me that, how much are you charging people into tourists into central London, you fucking teeth? Get out of my face. And I, Ubered an, I ordered an Uber in front of him. I went, I went this is why... I did that wanker thing. Where I'm, this is why people are going oh, to Uber, no. mate. I was tired. I'd just come back, you know, I'd just been on a plane for 24 hours. He might hours. have shares in Uber. He might just be a cunning... <laughs> yeah. What a good idea. Exactly. Driving the car around, picking you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's him in a Prius pulls up. <laughs> i got to say, like, this might not resonate with Julian just because like, I don't know how the UK has been, but, like, in Australia, like, Ubers have kind of been going the whole time during the pandemic. 
and like fuck you can get some pretty spicy opinions if you ask an uber driver if you need to wear your mask you know oh, yeah yeah, like, yeah they can yeah. just fucking unload like it's a hoax fucking tell you why and i'm like oh my goodness yes please i just said <laughs> I just said African guy. He like linked like COVID to Trump and shit. It was wild. Like he was like, he started, I'll tell you why. This is what happened. He wanted to stop the, like he wanted to lose the presidency. It was all for this reason. I'm just there being like, fucking, I'm still giving him five stars. You know, I refuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I once had, I once had a, a driver, an Uber driver from, I think he was from Iraq and mm. it, I, I was a bit pissed and on the drive back from central London, it's about 40 minute, you know, a bit of traffic drive. He, um, we started somehow like basically. I think he told me he was from Iraq, and I was like, Fuck, "Like, how long have you been over here?" And he came over like you know, sort of when basically it all kicked off over there. The you know, in the last sort of generation, and um, mm. and we started talking about the whole you know Iraq conflict and um, the Middle East what in general, <laughs> and what just I, I mean, I, and again, I'd had a few drinks. So I was in that mode of going, well, I'm going <laughs> to dive into this conversation with no actual knowledge, really. We had a fucking <laughs> full-on spicy argument about global politics that lasted <laughs> pretty much all the way up the A40 into northwest London, and he dropped me home, but we were still going when he pulled up on the drive, and... Like, there was no animosity. It was good fun. Like we were just going back and forth. And he turned to mm. me as he stopped the they stopped the Uber thing, can't like stop job. Came up with your journey's over. And then he turned to me on and he just went, Do you need to are you in a hurry? I went, Well no, not really. No, I'm home, innit? And he went, Well, because I think we should carry on talking about this for a bit. And we just sat in the car on my drive for another half an hour, just having it out about the Middle East. Wow. And then we sort of you solve it all, yeah. Yeah, and then we just, but then we just part <laughs> yeah, the company on very good terms. It was like that was a nice little, uh, you know, it was fun. It was so, actually quite fun. We just had a real chat. I I just remembered the most insane thing an Uber driver's ever said to me. It was like after you again pissed, like well, well in the beers, right? And it was like me and my friend, and he was like hooking up with this girl, like in view of the Uber. And then like he left and I was in the Uber being like, what happened? I thought you were going to go home with her. And then the driver gets involved kind of being like, oh yeah, mate, like what? You didn't seal the deal, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff, which is like, you know, we're pissed, fine, all good. And then he pulls up to the hotel and he's like, this is you guys. And we're about to get out and he goes, wait, you know, you didn't get to taste pussy tonight, but at least you can taste the rainbow. Gave us two packs of fun size Skittles. Oh my God. <laughs> What a gentleman. I mean, that is a five-star Uber driver right there, mate. What a king. Imagine sitting on, you know, because he's planned that ahead of time. Oh, mate, you know, he he's has been sat, on that. He probably says a version of that to everyone, regardless of what's happened to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got the whole taste of the rainbow thing. You might you even get a chance to taste, you know, um, a drive through McDonald's tonight, but you can taste it. He's got that planned. And I think yeah, when he... Yeah. When he realised it was that one, he was so excited to say that. He'd been, and then I you mean, had a nervous. skittle and slept for six days. <laughs> <laughs> they were already open. With, he even opened them for us. <laughs> he fed them to us. It was very intimate. It was like a Roman lounging eating a grape. You know? <laughs> it was powerful. Um, um, I just remembered that. That was absurd. And we're both like, this guy's the funniest guy ever, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, have, have you ever jumped out of a cab like maybe in your teenage years and ran? Nah. Um, yeah. I I tried 
once when the guy I fell asleep. Just when I was sorry, mate. (laughs) I fell asleep in the cab, and this guy, this is like just fucking scummy taxi driver. Like he took me further than my house. Like he was taking me like thirty minutes north of my house, and I woke up. And I was like, why are we here? Like I said, I live here. Uh-huh. And he was oh, like, your oh. house. I thought you meant my house. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you just meant a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should specify. The house, like my, my current residence, we, we were 30 minutes north and continuing north. Oh, and I was like, mate, like, you've taken me the wrong way. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. And then like turns around and like the fare was like a hundred bucks. And like it should have been 40 because I used to catch it all the time, right? And then like he's driving back and it's like it's over a hundred. It's going like 120, 130, whatever. And I'm like, mate, like just so you know, I'm not I'm not paying the full fare when you've very intentionally driven like out of the way, like try to scam me kind of thing. But I'm just like hammered. So I'm like, mate, I'm not paying that. And he's like, Yeah, well, you're gonna have to, or we're gonna go to the police. And I'm like, call him. I don't give a shit. I'm not paying it. Yeah, and yeah. then I I was like eyeing the exit. I think he saw me eyeing the exit. So he took me near my house and then he wouldn't stop the cab at any point. Like it was never stationary uh, until he whipped me all the way around to this local police station. And then he went in and I had to like argue with these police officers. I was like 19, just like hammered yeah. being like, it cost this much. He tried to scam me. This is bullshit. And then he like the police officer sided with me. And they yes. were like, yep, okay, pay the fare. And I was like, cool. And then I paid the fare and then he drove off and left me at the police station. What a cunt. Oh, Unbelievable. Right? Yes, and I went yeah. in and I'm like, he drove off and they're like, it's not our problem. And I'm like, yeah, fair. That happened to uh, Hannah Warman, um, didn't it? She put it online. It went kind of viral where she fell asleep in the Uber and then she showed the map of where she lived, where he picked her up from, but the route he went. No, just, I just like did a whole loop route. of the M25. Yeah, that. yeah. That's basically <laughs> what he did. It was just like Taker. that. I know. I think he got but, fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Uber, they're tracking you. Like, oh, no, that's, how yes. do you get away with that? Exactly. Um, it's very strange nice. business. Uh, anyway, we should probably wrap it up because it's been longer than it felt. It flew by. Um, oh, we should probably good. plug some stuff before we do wrap it up. Um, mm. What you've got you've got some stuff online you you're very good at actually putting clips online you're really productive at sharing your work you know me thank you julian I apart think. from doing this once a week are pretty bad at putting stuff online <laughs> lazy isn't it yeah well you know during the during the whole pandemic thing i was like well this this seems like the way forward i know uh, it's the way put, forward but flips out with captions to, god i'm sitting my fucking voice I do it all myself, you know, like do I don't you? have I don't have anyone else. It's just me captioning all my own shit. And what just do you like, do the subtitles on? Like um hmm? what what captions? You mean subtitles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like did this dumb thing where like I caption like the laughter, like I make the laughter like yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like that means I just have to do it myself forever, you know, like yeah, at no yeah, level yeah. of success. Can I outsource that? I've just fucking made infinite work for yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, on Instagram is probably the best one at Dan Muggleton. Yes. Um, Muggle like Harry Potter, T O N like the end of every white person's name. Um, and did you say you've got a yeah, new album I, out? Yeah, I, I released an album through these American guys called Comedy Dynamics. You can get it wherever uh, you listen to music, pretty much. I think it's even on Tidal. I don't even think we had Tidal, but it's pace. there. 
Yeah, it's so one of the on streaming Spotify? It is on Spotify. Go on it Spotify. Is, uh, Spotify is the one that most people use nowadays, isn't it? I yeah. was in a car yeah, yesterday with somebody who had still had Spotify not premium. So there was just adverts every couple of songs. I was like, come on, man. This is the, it's 2021. Yeah, I had someone who was like on YouTube premium the other day and that's how they listen to music. That is I'm like, this next crazy. level. I mean, I don't know anyone that pays for YouTube, man. That yes. Is, they offer not. it to me every fucking, I, I, you know, anytime yeah. I've opened YouTube in the last year, it's like, do you want premium? I was like, no. I mean, what, why would you, I mean, what's, what's the extra No adverts. No adverts. Oh, and you can like oh, listen yeah. to, you can use it as like your music player right. as well. And you can yeah. also have it open, I think, when you've got other apps open on your phone, can't you? Oh, you can't maybe. do that now. I don't know. I mean, that is a benefit. What, yes, um, if you could do that, because that's one thing with YouTube, you can't. Yeah, like if you, it's not on the screen, then you can't listen to it. Because I yeah. hate that. What's the yeah, uh, yeah. Um, benefit? Like, surely if you're watching something on YouTube, and then you go somewhere else, you can't watch that anymore. So it's. I, you can you can put it in the little corner, can't you? Like sometimes it hovers. Uh, like yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> I think we but, should just do one yeah. thing at a time. Stop trying to multitask too much. <laughs> it's bad for your brains. We should enjoy nature more as well. Do you know there's no such thing as multitasking on a, on a neurological level? You can't technically multitask. What you're doing is just pausing individual things periodically and going back and forth. You can't actually think about two things at the same time. Maybe we call that multitasking. Yeah, no, it's sort of still technically multitasking, but people think, you know... You can't think of two things at exactly the same time. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of a bit of a myth in that sense. But let's let's not get into that now. We're wrapping it up. Again, it's something (laughs) none of us know anything about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's Um, talk about neuroscience. It's something we'll fucking get the hang of in 10 seconds. Um, but that's it, yeah. So thanks for coming on. A bit too, have you, do you do a podcast or anything? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's <laughs> you're, the only, like, you're the only white male comedian that doesn't, I think. Yeah, I, I guess I do it on Zoom. I do like a thing with Steve Hofstetter on Zoom, but it's like kind of you buy tickets to it, like it's live. And then the Patreon, you can see the old video. It's not but a it's podcast, like, is it, mate? That's a show. You do a show. Yeah, a show. <laughs> but like we record it like a podcast. It's got like sound effects and shit. Like it's a whole okay it's it's very strange it's very much the opposite of uh every every other way that you can see me perform yes. it's like fun which is not something i've ever been described as you know <laughs> it's um what have you been described as it's not because we talked about what? again i know we're about to wrap it up but we talked remember we talked about reviews and uh yes we discussed our views on reading them as a comedian. You said you read everything about yourself, and I said I read nothing. And that's the two. So we're the two yeah. extreme ends of the spectrum. Um, mm. Having not been described as fun, have you got a favourite description that you've had of yourself that you think some actually was quite accurate to how you think about yourself? Well, like this, this I have done as like a joke, but it's still definitely my favourite because it was heckled at me. Um, when I was really new to comedy, I had to think about looking like I was kind of foreign when I'm not. Because like yeah. in Australia, like this dance is like foreign looking, you know, because yeah, I've just yeah, got yeah. like eyebrows and a moustache. They're like, he fucking, he's like the fruit is from elsewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. And this guy yells out, I know where you're from. You're from guess who? Yes. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, does he have a moustache? And he made like that. <laughs> like, is he wearing glasses? And I'm like, that's fucking good. That is good. Like, I never saw that, but I was like, wow, he got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good when, yeah. I like. I do like it when an audience member's actually quite funny. 
Yeah. You've got to give them credit. Like, Some comedians take it. it as a real ego attack, don't they? And they're like, no, I've got to be the best. Actually, I think it's nice. Yeah. It's like you've just taken a break and let somebody else take the fucking yeah. weight. <laughs> um, like, absolutely. Like, let them have it. I hate those comedians who have to get the last word. It's like, yeah, nah, man, yeah, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. You laugh and then move on. Yeah. You get to be funny next and then the next time and the next time. It's I fine. wish it was like tag team wrestling. If they were funny, you can just tag out. <laughs> you just go and sit down. Yeah, and you go do sit it. in their seat. <laughs> <laughs> go home to their house and family. Um, right. Let's wrap it up. Daniel Muggleton. People can find you on Instagram. Download the album. Listen to it on Spotify and all that business. Um, Please do. And- any other business, Julian, people should just sign up to our Patreon. For, there was a funny, we did a funny catch up last night that's now available. There's loads Patreon.com slash we are TVI. Yes. And, other than and you that, can't just, search for it on Patreon, um, but you um, can just put it's, it's, it into It's got the, explicit language, so we're not allowed to be searched for. So you've got to actually type that into the, the web Patreon.com slash we are TVI. Is that a thing? Is that like a new thing? Uh, I think it's just they've just heard it and heard what Julian says. I think it's episode. just us. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you can tell them how many all... things we've solved today. And yeah, I, know, I do think it's the fact up. that all the hot potatoes we talk about have got us banned <laughs> from the search bar. <laughs> um, right, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Oh, I'm a dive aid in an alleyway. <laughs>